very interested to see what the Trump campaign's line of attack is going to be on Kamala. Because they're going to have a tough time. Everything she's done in her career appeals to Trump's base. Crafty Kamala spent her whole career locking up criminals and filling up California's jails. She's even friends with cops. Hold on, that actually sounds pretty cool. Yeah, that's uh, Trevor Noah from The Daily Show. I actually thought that last night, too. I don't know what that's going to do to the Democratic base, but she's too much of a cop. She blocks up too many people and gives them stiff sentence. Yeah, that, uh, that's uh, appealing to me. Yeah, wait a minute. Interesting. Although, as we've made it clear, and all the chattering heads, they're just trying to keep you tuned. And sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it's interesting. The only thing that matters is turnout. There are so few persuadables at this point that if you get your peeps to show up, you win. And if you do a better job uh, than the other guy, you win. Yeah, we talked about that. And Uh, and I wonder... Go ahead. There's a popular poli-sci person in paper out there right now saying... The whole persuadable voter is a myth. That's just not a thing. It hasn't been a thing for a very long time. Hmm. That, that these swing state votes things are less about an individual changing their mind and more about a certain block stayed home and a certain other block came out. Yeah, it's almost entirely one and not the other. Yeah. As interesting as it is to see a, a focus group with, uh, what's his name, Luntz? Yeah. Frank Luntz? With sounds like the, a Simpsons character. They say it sounds very. He looks like a Simpsons character. Um, it's very interesting to say these voters voted for Trump, but yeah. say they're willing to consider Biden. But that's I mean, not, that's interesting. That's but, not really what goes on, right? Right. Uh, but it it is uh, at least notable that Kamala was anathema to uh, the Bernie guys, the Bernie yeah. uh, voters, and the super progressives. Now, interestingly, like when you get into the details, I'm I'm pro uh, law and order. But, uh, you know, all my libertarian uh, types that I follow, they hate Kamala because she did a whole bunch of different things that go into the, you know, cross the line into, you know, prosecutions where she was ignoring evidence that, you know, uh, could have helped the person get off. And, you know, things that you don't want to happen, have happen in the system. Right. In fact, uh, there well, was malfeasance. He, definitely. He tweeted it yesterday. So I assume it's for public view. Tim Sandifer tweeted, I was thinking of holding my nose and voting for Biden because he hates Trump. But he said, no way I can do that now. With Kamala Harris on the ticket because yeah. he thinks she is such an abuser of um, law and order. Yeah, I, uh, that is one of the aspects of her naked ambition that is uh, is so unpalatable. And people say, well, that's sexist. Do you say that about a woman? No, no, she has no principles. The only principle she has is getting ahead. And even like Elizabeth Warren, who's unquestionably ambitious, or, you know, it, it, Trump, obviously, Trump had some some things he clearly believed in, not getting jobbed in trade deals. He's been talking about that for 30 years. That didn't help him get the Republican nomination. Right. (laughs) I mean, he he had all kinds of positions that were against Republican uh, belief for decades. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the problem with Kamala is not her ambition. It's the fact that she has ambition of the sort that would uh, lead her to throw her grandma on a wood chipper. Um, but you use that example several times today. The whole grandma on a wood chipper. It's a it happens more often than you might <laughs> Speaking of grandmas and grandpas, guess who is a slave owner? Kamala Harris's ancestors. Oh boy. Yes, Jack. <laughs> yes. I like the tone of voice you're using. Donald Harris, Stanford University econ professor and father of Kamala Harris, wrote about how they're descendant of an Irishman who owned a slave plantation in Jamaica in a piece, in a piece rather titled Reflections of a Jamaican Father. So, 
get that which and, and the fact that they had an Irish uh, forebear, that's my people you're talking about. Um, it brings up her race, her ethnicity. And it is remarkable to both of us the extent to which in the modern day, the progressive left have become the most obsessive racists I've ever seen in my life. They want everybody labeled. They want a, a patch on your jumpsuit to make clear whether you're a Jew or a gypsy or black or whatever. And and even if you have 25% black blood, you're black, which used to be the province of the Klan. I mean, only the most virulent and horrific racists thought like that. But that's the way the progressive left thinks. Kamala, if you don't know, her m- mother was of Indian descent, as in the subcontinent, Southeast Asia. And her Jamaican immigrant father had substantially Irish uh, roots. He was of mixed race. And so... I don't think about these things ever. I know. I find it repugnant to even talk about. Since other people think about it and talk about it, and and what makes her black? Eugene Volokh, who's a, a professor and writer and thinker, um, and I, I read his um, his daily output pretty um, pretty extensively. I think he's at UCLA. I can never remember for some reason. But anyway, um, uh, he's actually, oh, he's got, uh, David Bernstein wrote this piece. Is Kamala Harris legally African-American, Indian, both, neither, or something else? And I only share this with you to illustrate the stupidity of all of this. Ah, blah, blah, blah. Her origins allow her to claim Asian, black, African-American, legal status, uh, white, but she's chosen the latter, African-American. Kamala Harris, Joe Biden's pick to be the Democratic Party's vice presidential nominee, is the daughter of an Indian immigrant mother and a Jamaican immigrant father. Her father, as I understand it, has ancestors of both European and African origin. First things first, there's no multiracial or mixed-race category in American law in any jurisdiction. Nor is there any Indian category. So Harris cannot be legally Indian, nor can she be legally both. Indians once had their own census category, and at other times were considered legally white. These days, however, they are now firmly in the Asian category. African American or black is defined as anyone with the origins of the black races of Africa, so she qualifies as African American as well, even if her father is mostly European genetically, and even though he is an immigrant, not a descendant of American slaves. And there is... A a cultural political divide between black people who grew up black in America and dark skinned immigrant people, I guess. Again, this is all getting into some really clansy Nazi uh, territory. But under federal contracting law, which gives preferences to minority owned companies, Harris could claim Asian American or African American status based on her partial Asian African uh, ancestry. But she would need to affirm that she holds herself out as a member of the relevant group. She asserts black identity, so legally speaking, in the contracting context, she would be black slash African American, not Asian. Keeping in mind, uh, for, you know, just for those of us who look at reality, I think in the summertime, I may be darker skinned than she is. Um, yeah, I'm looking at her on TV, yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Um, Why this is, I, I hate hearing and she's the first this or that i hate that stuff that all that stuff is bad for the country it is she's an american and you young black man you're an american young indian girl daughter of immigrants you're an american you're a hundred percent an american if you love this country and the principles it was founded on so what do i care what you look like unless i'm a racist now is her husband white that's her husband up there right 
Uh, he looks I, like a regular white guy. Uh, I don't know. Uh, is that her man? Regular, uh, by regular, I mean I don't think he's a mixture of something. He could be. I don't know. Who, yeah. And who cares? Well, I don't care either, but I, I don't know. if. Well, for people who, who, who say this matters... Um, on her appealing to various voting groups, does that make any difference if she's married to a white guy? Or I don't, it I don't might know any of this slightly. Stuff. It might, but if you know anything about racial history in the United States, there used to be these um, in an effort to figure out who was black and who was white by racists. They had all these categories of uh, perhaps you've heard the term mulatto. You could be a quadroon which meant you had a quarter black blood. Or you could be an octoroon. You had your one-eighth black blood. And there were laws about, well, an octoroon can can live here, but not a quadroon. It was all horrifically racist. Well, and it worked from both sides. Reading the history of New Orleans for this jazz book I've been reading, um, everybody cared about that, including a lot of the black people. And whether you're a Creole or french or spanish or enough this black or whatever and where you shouldn't be dating somebody because you're you're octoroon yeah blah 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 blah, all that stuff it just seems Mm -hmm. like a a terrible mess interesting to talk about it all right right and it is terrible but listen to this in some contexts it would not matter if harris had any african descent a massachusetts court has held that for affirmative action purposes at least one can lawfully claim african-american status if one holds oneself out to be african-american and others identify you as such so you remember that rachel dolezal a crazy person up in seattle who claimed to be black mm-hmm. she's black according to massachusetts law for federal statistical purposes however cultural identification is not required person qualifies as black regardless of cultural identification as long as he has origins in, quote, a black racial group of Africa. So, for example, if Senator Harris filled out a mortgage application, declined her list or race, leaving the mortgage lender with the legal responsibility of checking the right box, the lender would check African-American if she looks black, i.e. looks like she has any black African ancestry. Am I insane or is this really troubling? But let's say that Harris herself fills out a government-mandated form, checks both Asian and black-slash-African-American. Here things get a bit complicated. In the late 1970s, the government mandated that the category which most closely reflects the individual's recognition in his community should be used for purposes of reporting on persons who are of mixed race and or ethnic origins. Well, she puts herself out as black, so she would fulfill that as black, I guess. Whether she's black or not. Yeah. And again, who cares? No, right. Racists care. Um, I only care on, does she actually believe illegal immigrants ought to get free health care paid by taxpayers? Because she said during a debate she does. That's I care about that one million hundred thousand trillion times more than what percentage of this or that race she is. In short, under American law, no one could deny Harris's right to assert that she is half Indian and less than half of African ancestry. But so long as she considers herself and is considered by others to be African-American, for legal purposes, she is black. The major exception would be if she filed a discrimination complaint based on her Asian ancestry. In that case, she would be considered legally Asian for purposes of resolving the complaint. Wait, at least at this point, she cannot be legally Indian, legally mixed race, or legally no race at all. So... (laughs) This is progressive America. Please look to Beirut if you'd like to know where this leads politically. Everybody in their place, according to race, the great progressive vision. I've got a couple other amazing stats on that whole thing that we can get to. Um, 
They're talking about changing the laws in uh, one major state for sex offenders that you will find very, very troubling. Among other things we can get to, our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. In those debates, you landed haymakers on Joe Biden. I mean, they were his teeth were like chiclets all over the stage. And now I believe you that you're fully supportive of him. How does that transition happen? How do you go from being such a passionate opponent on such bedrock principles for you? And, and now you guys seem to be pals. It was a debate. <laughs> Not everybody landed punches like you did, though. It was a debate. So you don't mean it. It was a debate that the whole reason, literally, it was a debate. It was called a debate. I understand. Travel to the debate. There were journalists there covering the debate where there would be a debate of differences of opinion and issues. I am 1,000% supportive of Joe Biden, and I will, again, do everything I can to make sure he is elected. I thought that was so interesting. That was Kamala Harris on Stephen Colbert, and that's not about her or Biden or anything. That's just politics. That's an explanation of politics. And Stephen Colbert, like the rest of us normal people, don't look at it in any way the same way as they do, apparently. She's, She's just... What are you even talking about? It's a debate. You say all kinds of crap. Nobody right. takes it seriously. Slander. It's all in the inbounds. Nobody believes what we're saying or believes that I'm saying. We are, we all know we're just putting on a show. Right. It's a debate. What are you talking about? We're just trying to land a zinger. A we're, bon mot. Where Stephen Colbert and the rest of us are, <laughs> are, are, are still don't get it. I you still pretty much called him a plantation owner. <laughs> it was a debate. That's interesting. <laughs> it does sound a little like she's on the uh, nitrous oxide, though. And Colbert said, so you didn't mean it? Or, I mean, because he's confused like the rest of us. What are debates, then? It was a debate. A debate. We debated at the debate. Say something different. Call the debate. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was really interesting. I've wondered that uh, since I was a little kid. Sure. No, you did. You two hate each other. Why? Uh, why is uh, clasping hands and cheering? I also think that it's really easy for the Biden campaign to spin that into a positive, right? Where uh, one of the criticisms from the left is Trump surrounds himself with yes men, and Biden could easily say, "I mm-hmm. welcome dissent and differing opinions, the, and I'm bringing one in." Blah, yeah, blah, blah. I get I get that argument, though, but it just since that happened, and of course we're talking about it. And if you don't know what it is, then you don't care, and, and I get it. But her whole bussing blast, I was that little girl thing, was stupid the moment she said it. Oh, it was I hilarious kn- on several levels. That night, I started Googling the, 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 the poll numbers on who liked bussing in the 70s. Nobody, black, white, urban, rural, everybody thought it was terrible. And she acted like, you know, he was on the wrong side of history. No, you, what are you talking about? You crazy person. And then she backtracked completely the next morning, if you remember that at all. But it was a zinger. It was the most talked about moment the whole, of the debate. The whole thing was stupid. It was a debate. I guess it's not stupid since it launched her probably to the VP slot. That zinger. Uh, hey, play clip 44 for me. Uh, I have a, a, a purpose in mind here. And I thought she. If I don't win the election, 
China will own the United States. You're going to have to learn to speak Chinese. You want to know the truth. All right, so we were talking about this earlier, and and you said, at this point in my life, I don't think I can speak Chinese. And I said, as we went to break, you can barely speak English. Now, I don't believe that on any level. I just said it because I thought it was funny. And because our purpose here is to put on an entertaining and allegedly informative radio show. Their purpose at the debate is to land zingers and become the, uh, the candidate. They have gotten over the fact that, I mean, that was obviously humor on my part. They they understand that if I claim that you are a a, a borderline animal molester and <laughs> and a, a betrayer of all that is good and true, well, that's we're just trying to scare, score points. There. You shake hands, you go out to dinner. Uh, that seems odd to normal humans, right. but politicians get over it, I guess. Yeah, and you know she raised her hand for a whole bunch of things that a tiny percentage of America agrees with that she's going to backtrack on. Many of them she already has. Oh, yeah. Healthcare for illegals and Green New Deal and stuff like that. She is utterly without principle. We have to talk about hashtag Heels Up Harris. Oh. It's a sexist, misogynist, sexy um, attack on her. And how did it get started on Twitter? And are you following this at all? Um, And I'm uncomfortable with the conversation just in general, but... I just keep thinking of jokes and wonder whether they'll get me fired. They probably will. All right. So keep them to yourself. (laughs) Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. One of the reasons that surprised me, she was very, she was probably nastier than even Pocahontas to Joe Biden. She was very disrespectful to Joe Biden. And it's hard to pick somebody that's that disrespectful when she said things during the debates, during the Democrat primary debates that were horrible about Sleepy Joe. And uh, I would think that he wouldn't have picked so anyway, um, last night I'm laying in bed and I'm going through the Twitter feed. I'm wondering what people are saying in Kam- uh, Kamala Harris, checking all my favorite pundits and that sort of thing, and just cruising through. And uh, I, my favorite tweet that I came across from uh, a nobody, I think, finally, someone who can drive at night. I thought that was a pretty <laughs> funny comment. Is that a shot at Biden's age? Everybody's age. Oh, my. Except for Kamala Harris, who's 55, oh, yeah. I think. Yeah, that's true. Um, How old are guys Pence? Which is incredibly young by today's standards, 55. Pence has the silver hair, but isn't he just like 60 or something? 61. 61. Really? Yeah. Wow, he's got that distinguished older gentleman at a much younger age thing going. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anyway, um, so then I come across this tweet from some uh, random woman, and she said, I am a Republican, and I am disgusted by hashtag, the hashtag, heels up Harris. We are better than that as Republicans. Talking about her personal sex life is not what we're supposed to do. I don't want to see hashtag Heels Up Harris anymore on Twitter. And I thought, well, you've just Hmm. mentioned it twice. That's funny they repeated that. I hadn't heard it at all until you put it in the tweet. And then there were like a million responses to that. Hmm. And then I, you know, I clicked on the hashtag Heels Up Harris. And yeah, it's a a heck of a trending tweet. And there's a lot of stuff on it. And a lot of it's really. Are you sure they're not referring to her her skills in dancing or she jumps and clicks her heels in joy? And a lot of it's uh, disgusting, uh, you know, uh, actually not cool stuff you should say about uh, anybody. And then a lot of it was defending her and how dare you, you know, get into her personal life and look at Trump, blah, blah, blah. 
what they're talking about is Kamala Harris was the girlfriend of the most... We decided earlier that that was probably a troll. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe a Russian troll farm. Yeah, I smell Putin's uh, cologne. Well, either that or it was Trump's people or Iran's people or whatever, but it wasn't just, you know, it wasn't what it was pretending. An outraged Republican woman. Somebody tried to get that story. a brand new account. And and trying to get the story out there, and then somebody posted later, and they might have been part of the same troll form or same political organization or whatever, a picture of Willie Brown of California. He was at that time mayor of San Francisco, but he was the... Uh, Speaker of the Assembly forever in California. He was the most powerful politician in California for a long time. And she, Kamala Harris, was his girlfriend. She was, according to Tucker Carlson, 29 when he was 60. Everywhere else I see it's 30 and 60, but 29 sounds more exciting, I think. She's in her 20s. But anyway, it's, it's quite an age gap. Sure. His girlfriend, as the most powerful guy in California, is a 30-year-old up-and-coming person who just has a meteoric rise in California politics. Right. Right. Now, though there were some Republicans back in the day, uh, in fact, Willie Brown's really the reason term limits came to California, because he ran the state for decades. Um, she, once she was anointed the the Democrats' choice and the state moved toward one-party rule, there was absolutely no stopping her. Now, listen, she's also really smart, really talented, she's really good at what she does. Smart. Mm, eh, eh. I know people who worked with her have said, oh, my God, there's not much behind the uh, curtains. There. I don't know anything about that. Yeah, she's, 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 she's a great first interview, but I, don't, I, I can't she, vouch for you, that. You bet on her yeah. um, on the uh, on the candidate uh, betting thing. Yeah, because she is pretty capable in a debate, and eh? she checks so many progressive boxes, and it's all about identity politics. I just r- was forced to realize she's so utterly unappealing as a human being. She couldn't get she couldn't get to Iowa. She dropped out in December, so she never made it to Iowa. No, she dropped out before the Iowa vote. That's incredible. Yeah, I know it. The media is really overlooking how poorly she did. Yeah. But, um. Well, they're trying to spin it that she was many people's second choice. Oh, yeah? Okay. Back to hashtag Heels Up Harris. Um, she certainly impressed the hell out of me every time I saw her in any of those hearings or anything. I thought, yeah. man, she is going to be something someday. Yeah. And now she is. She, she, she's going to be a heartbeat away from the presidency with a guy who's got one foot in the grave. But, um, if he wins. Uh, but so some people, you know, claim she slept her way to power in California. I'm saying, you know, she 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 might have, you know, slept with a powerful guy and was, you know, all the things that would make you rise up in California politics. You yeah, can be there are a lot of smart, pretty girls in the world <laughs> and a lot of smart, handsome guys. They all didn't sleep with Willie Brown, <laughs> become the attorney general. Is it is that anything to criticize or not? Anyway, I don't particularly like getting into people's sex lives uh, when it comes to politics. When I was, I'll admit, when I was a younger man in the Clinton impeachment, I thought, yeah, you can't. How can you have somebody who lied to their wife expect them to? Nah, they're, they're, they're different things. I've I've known people who cheat on their girlfriend or wives regularly, and you could trust them with with anything but that. Yeah. I, yeah. Why it's that way, I don't know, but it just seems to be. Um, and if I was going to put on my fair-minded hat, which unfortunately is at the dry cleaners, uh, I would say she has a long enough track record at this point. You can just judge her on how well she did the jobs. I mean, if she got her initial uh, uh, vault by uh, betting Willie Brown uh, at age 60, um, 
you know, okay, fine. How did she do as a, as a district attorney of San Francisco? How mm. did she do as attorney general of California? Right. I mean, she yeah, exactly. has enough of a ta- uh, track record. It just so. come to, it popped in my head. I've had, I've, I've, I can think of the other example, too. I've known people that are incredibly faithful, like it's really important to them. And, man, they would screw you on a business deal without thinking twice about it. <laughs> so, um, it works yeah. both ways. Yeah. Um, I'm that, trying to decide whether I had to slept my way to the top. You got like a Hillary Clinton type character. It says, Joe, I'm very impressed You're with picturing you. yourself as a woman here or as a guy? Because men can't sleep their way to the top. As they a just guy. Can't. As a, as it a just doesn't work that way. I the, identify as a male. The, I know you do. The <laughs> dynamics are completely different. Well, yes, but uh, I'm still thinking Maybe about someday. it. Maybe someday. <laughs> I mean, I go, uh, I, somebody says, hey, uh, uh, Mrs. Clinton would like to speak to you. The Secretary of State would like to speak to you. She says, I was very impressed with some of the things you were saying about U.S.-Russian relations. Very, very astute. I think you could have a real uh, real future here at State. Well, thank you, uh, Madam Secretary. I appreciate that very much. But there's something you could do for me first, she would say. See, but that's where the dynamic falls apart. You don't have to do a favor for guys to get them to have sex with you. <laughs> They'll just have sex with you. Yeah, I don't need anything you for it. You want to have sex? Let's have sex. The sex is its own reward. But I, don't I got need a it. job now. Sweet. <laughs> well, Sweet. call me anytime. And the other <laughs> bonus. <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah, I'll take the job if you want me to have it, but let's just have sex. Well, the other. Uh, we could do it on the back of a flatbed truck. All right. Oh, hey, we're getting into some uncomfortable Madam territory. Madam Secretary. God, you had to use such an unappealing choice. Well, see, that's the thing. Although, uh, Willie was quite debonair. Willie Brown. We uh, know Willie Brown somewhat, and he is charming. He is an sm- utterly charming yeah, man. He, yeah, he's something. And extremely intelligent, and the rest of it. I understand the appeal, but uh, the other, uh, you know, the, the accident of human sexual response is a very powerful 60-year-old woman is unlikely to be, like, led around by her horniness. Very unlikely. Right. So, uh, unfortunately, really. In, Waited in until she gets a load of me cleaning her pool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awfully hot out here. Maybe I'll just take off my shirt. Maybe I'll take off my wolf t-shirt and show you what's on underneath. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's difficult for me to put myself in uh, her size 7 pumps and... Yeah. Uh, and and assess, you know, just uh, it's not a great look. Well, I would say, and I honestly mean this. I think the whole idea of hashtag heels of Paris is pretty disgusting, and just it's not helpful to the country Are in any you way. Russian bot, you've repeated no. it like five times no. now. The, the fact that it exists, I think, is bad. Um, I don't think it's going to make a dent on anything. Oh, and that's one of several memes I saw last night that were implying more or less the same thing. Particularly when it's you've, quite a crowded marketplace. But particularly when you've got a president who's got his sexual background. I mean, it's just what what what, are you, what argument are you going to try to make? I don't know. It's more just character assassination yeah, than an yeah, argument for no good reason. Yeah, here's a, a good reason to pick up your mouse and click on simplysafe.com. Simply Safe is the best home, overall home security system of 2020, according to U.S. News and World Report. And here's why. It has an arsenal of sensors and cameras to blanket every room, window, and door tailored specifically for your home. But it doesn't have the expensive, messy install or the long contracts. Uh, about $15 a month, not locked into a contract. You can actually use it because it's not so complicated. You can't. You think, I'm too tired to figure out how to set this thing, and it's going to go off, and then the police are going to come, and I don't want that. Right. So professional fire police medical uh, monitoring 24-7. 
Uh, it's all the good stuff, but none of the bad stuff of the old system. So just click on simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Free shipping, 60-day risk-free trial. You don't want it, send it back. Nothing to lose. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. So just, uh, you know, repointing out how politicians are, are are what they are. The whole thing is so phony. And being phony almost, you just, you, you have to. I don't know if you could be a politician without being phony. No, I don't think um, so either. Kamala Harris not only basically called Biden a racist on the national stage, she also said she believed the accuser Tara Reid just a couple of months ago. Oh, boy, who is a crackpot. Who's a complete crackpot. Yeah, yeah. Um, Well, plus, uh, as we outlined earlier, her ancestors owned slaves, so she's going to have to pay herself reparations. So that'll be, uh, you know, complicated. uh, But I thought this was interesting as a stat. Kamala Harris being picked because she's from California. It's the first time in the Democrat Party's 200-year history that someone on the national ticket will be from west of Texas. Isn't that amazing? That is astounding. It it gets to that whole... There is a a bias toward everything that is East Coast. I mean, if you follow the media, sports, news, entertainment, whatever it is, it just Mm -hmm. is. And then, you know, you look at the makeup of the Supreme Court. Everybody went to either Harvard or Yale. Um, Just... Yeah. I like how on the East Coast they refer to Ohio as the Midwest. Yeah. When you could bicycle there in an afternoon from Manhattan. Yeah, and if you're right, from slight exaggeration. And but. if you're from the Midwest, you don't consider Ohio the Midwest. Like if you're from Colorado or something. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh but uh, it is what it is. Uh, uh, yeah, it's not important. I just thought that was kind of an interesting nugget. Um What was that uh, hashtag again, uh, Vladimir? No, okay. no, I'm not yeah, trafficking finally. in that anymore. Finally, your your shame has risen up high enough in your throat that you you can't choke it back down. You've grown. Oh, I'll, I'll just say this: I think it makes perfectly good sense why Willie was interested in her. I'm 60 years old. My marriage is falling apart. She's she's smart, political, and and hot. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's his end. Pretty easy to understand. Oh yeah. On her end. You know, I'm interested in getting into politics. Here's the most successful politician of the last century in California. I could not be more interested in this guy. That's legit. It wouldn't have to be a close my eyes, hold my nose, hum a song, put up with this thing. She, she, That's sexy. She, well, she was he probably... Says romance is dead. <laughs> she was probably legitimate, like, thought this is the coolest, most interesting person I've ever met. Let's, uh, let's see what happens. Let's, let's let it ride. For it didn't a while. have to be. I'm doing this to get that. Not necessarily on no. either end of the deal. No. What is it, that tone of voice it, you're using? Maybe not. All right. All right. I'm getting nowhere with you. <laughs> Who says romance is dead? <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I know the score at the back of my hand. Them of the boy. I'm gonna get you. Somebody just took me. Somebody. Yes? Somebody just texted, listening to you guys banter back and forth this morning. You guys would make a cute gay couple. I don't know. I don't know what that's about. I disagree. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. All this disrespect, with all due respect. Talk about closing door. your eyes and humming a tune. Oh my lord! Don't even why? Yeah, somebody help me get that thought out of my head. So, uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot of Chicago has presided over the worst bloodbath in an American city in many decades. Uh, the problem just keeps going, growing worse, and uh, and progressive politics are are making it worse. Honestly, in my opinion. Uh, for a number of reasons that are sociological as well as uh, logistical. Um, but uh, when the rioting and lootings got out of hand and her big donors started to get affected, she decided she was the law and order candidate. And the uh, the press has been asking her about uh, some of her previous statements. Do we have that previous statement, Andy, I was talking about? She, yeah, go ahead. This had nothing to do with legitimate, protected First Amendment um, expression. These were not... Poor people engage in petty theft to feed themselves and their families. This was straight up felony criminal conduct. She said something to the effect yesterday or the day before about how it was. Uh, this is what we see. This is the result of failure to prosecute people breaking the law, which some took as a shot at uh, old uh, D.A. Fox who let uh, Jussie Smollett off the hook. But um a uh, reporter asked her uh, about that statement, uh, who she's blaming. 30. It, it almost sounds as though you're saying this is the reason we have it is because the courts and the prosecutors were not doing their job, that they were going too easy on the looters from the last time around. Is, uh, don't don't take anything? it from me. Just go by what's been done. Well, I, I don't, don't want to do your job for you, but just go by what's been done. There was, there were no consequences for the people arrested. Greg, let's be clear. I mean, don't bait us, okay? Do not bait us. Don't, do not bait us. This is a serious situation. People are concerned about their safety. Officers are concerned about their safety. So don't bait us. What we're saying is, as a result of what happened last night, there have to be consequences. We've got teams of people that are aggressively out there identifying the people responsible, looking at the the plates, and we're going to bring them to justice. But when we do, and we do make those arrests, our expectation is that this is going to be treated with a level of seriousness that it should be, period. Don't try to bait us, mischaracterize, pit one against the other. We're not playing that. We are in a serious situation here, and we need a serious response. That's what we're saying, period. Not trying to bait you, Mayor. I'm just asking a question that that seems... Ask and answer. You have another question? Yes, I do. And what's really interesting is the reporter is saying, look, you said this is what happens when there are no consequences. So are you blaming the prosecutor and the courts for there being no consequences? And the police commissioner, who was the first, second voice you heard, said, yeah, that's right. Then the mayor jumped in with, don't bait me. Don't bait us. This is serious. There have to be consequences. And the reporter's question was, well, the first time around, there weren't any. So where was the breakdown? But she went with the belligerent, how dare you? How dare you? Thing, which is kind of her style. But I thought that was really revealing. Hmm. It's been suggested that, A, her donors were getting hit in the Gold Coast area of Chicago and and uh, up and down Michigan Avenue and the rest of it. It's also been suggested that uh, this uh, turning of uh, various progressive mayors from Ted Wheeler in Portland to Chicago 
Um, de Blasio, who's a communist, hasn't quite come around yet, but this turning toward law and order, we're not going to allow crime. This isn't protest. This is looting. This is a, These are crimes. That is an effort to suck all the wind out of Trump's law and order campaign. If you've got Democrats all over the country saying, oh, we need law and order, that's going to take the energy from Trump's plea to middle America. Because Trump, I don't think we have time to play this. Trump made a statement uh, yesterday, I think it was, saying, hey, suburban wives are going to vote for me. Suburban moms are going to vote for me because they don't want uh, looting and rioting and their house getting burned down. And they're trying to triangulate. They're Mm -hmm. going Clinton on him. Sean, um, maybe an update on the most important story of the day. It's... I think you know what it is. The coronavirus pandemic is causing a national shortage of Dr. Pepper. Great mm. Scott. As you heard in that man's a tone. Of... twist, Mr. Pibb cannot be found for comment. <laughs> oh, That's a... wait a minute. Yeah. yeah. It's a little wait confusing. Wait a minute. Uh, I just thought it was funny, the guy's tone of voice in that newscast. A nationwide shortage of Dr. Pepper. The coronavirus uh, vaccine, you mean? No, Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper. <laughs> The soda pop sales are way down. Oh, really? How the come? kids don't drink the beer. They don't drink the wine. They don't drink the soda pop. That's funny. We, we've kept pop out of our family pretty much, and my son has just recently discovered like Coca-Cola and is just obsessed with it. Just loves it. Fizzy sugar water. Yeah. It's Terrible for you, boy. Oh, yeah, it is. I keep telling him. Right, Slap it out of his hand. Oh, yeah. It's That's good water. parenting. <laughs> Save his teeth. You want to be toothless, boy? Armstrong and Getty.